It's time for another episode of Corner of the Galaxy from the Box, the show that gets you behind the scenes of the LA Galaxy and into the minds of soccer reporters and MLS experts. Your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman and LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Monday, November 27th. Hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We're back here for a quick little show. Um, wanted to talk a little LA Galaxy, that's for sure. Uh, heads up, Kevin's not going to be here tonight. He was back traveling. Uh, he was covering that LAFC Seattle game, which maybe I'll have some thoughts on the refereeing in that game. Uh, maybe I'll have some thoughts on the refereeing in the uh, Cincinnati sport in Kansas City, all that fun stuff. SKC, I think, got worked over a little bit as well. So uh, we're going to talk about all that, and we'll have some some fun while we do it as well. There's rumors surrounding the LA Galaxy, so we want to get to those. Uh, there's rumors around fourth designated player coming into the league. I'm going to give you the information that I have on that as well and just sort of so that way we can sit here and understand where the league is coming from wherever you know sort of where where the owners are possibly coming from so a whole bunch of stuff uh to sort of dive into don't know if we'll have a full show tonight but uh certainly we'll get to talking about the la galaxy and i think that's an important thing to do uh especially whenever the mls playoffs just fired back up and all that fun stuff um, hope everybody's doing wonderful today. Hope everybody was, uh, was really had a nice Thanksgiving. I enjoyed the time off. So I thank you for, for allowing me that time. Uh, it was nice to hang out with family and, uh, I got to cook some Turkey and, you know, get to get involved in the prep and had a nice hey, Thanksgiving's that awesome holiday that, uh, isn't necessarily, uh, tied to a religious holiday. Right. So it's sort of one thing I think everybody can sort of share in and, and do, of course, um, you know, how you view the history of Thanksgiving certainly uh, depends on your perspective, but it's at least a time where you get four days off in a row um, and it allows you to maybe uh, go see family and do all that sort of fun stuff. And so I hope everybody had a, had an awesome time. Um, I did. I had a good time. I was at the train club for a little while, as you can obviously imagine. Um, So we had a little turkey run on Saturday. So that was fun. Um, I I do have a pet peeve though. Um, My sister was visiting back East and, and doing her thing. Um, with her husband and, uh, and my nieces, my, and my niece and my nephew and that type of thing. Um, they're visiting the in-laws back there. Uh, so I was with my mom and my dad, uh, and I had my two kids with me and my wife. So we went over to, uh, to my mom's house to cook, uh, Thanksgiving dinner. And my mom had, had surgery on her thumb. 
Um, she fell and she had uh, she tore a ligament in her thumb. And so she had surgery not too long ago, but still very functional. She was just like, I might need some help. So uh, my wife and I were absolutely no problem. We'd love to help. So uh, we were in there cooking the whole day. Uh, we got there early in the morning, basically, and cooked for the whole day. So we did that whole thing and we put in a good fair share of effort. Uh, you know, my dad was sleeping on the couch. My mom and me and my wife were cooking. I was in charge of like turkeying. So I was turkeying, carving, prepping, all that fun stuff. Um, so I did all that. So we had Thanksgiving dinner. It was all wonderful and delicious and so good. I, I love it. Uh, but we, we left, we didn't collect any leftovers, right? We were like, Hey, it's not a big deal. We'll, I'm sure we'll get some the whole deal. So, uh, I go to, I see my mom on Sunday. I'm like, Hey, we're going to come over and grab some of those leftovers. And she goes, well, I, well, they're gone. And I said, you guys ate them all already. This was a 16 pound turkey for like, you know, six people. Uh, there should have been plenty of turkey left over. My mom goes, well, you know, I went over and I gave some to your sister. And I said, you mean the sister who also had Thanksgiving dinner on the East Coast, got all of her stuff there. She gets to come back and have Thanksgiving dinner from your stuff, too. And she didn't even help make it. So I am currently protesting my mother um, over Thanksgiving leftovers. Uh, there may be a, a full open tribunal in this case. Uh, we may have to go to kangaroo court on this one because um, this is this is similar to the time. Uh, that my wife baked me chocolate chip cookies uh, around Christmas. Actually, excuse me, around my birthday. And we went out and we did some stuff. And I came back and I had to like go go out of the kitchen for a little while. And I came back and the chocolate chip cookies were gone. Now, these are my favorite chocolate chip cookies. Favorite chocolate chip cookies because they have Nutella in them as well. They're like a Nutella stuffed chocolate chip cookie. So they're my favorites. So I ended up having two total cookies and everybody else ate all of my cookies. And almost everybody else all had more cookies than me. This is still a thing that's brought up in our family on a regular basis that I'm just complaining. Uh, but on my birthday, I got no cookies. I would just like to point that out still for the record. And if I die tomorrow, you at least will all have a record of my grievances for Thanksgiving. Um, and and of course, my chocolate chip cookie, the, the, the chocolate chip cookie debacle that's happening. So again, I hope you guys all had fun uh, and enjoyed your time off now. Soccer resumes, I guess. MLS playoffs, I guess, are back. It, what a break. In between there, everybody was like, come on, let's see if we can get this thing going. You had the three legged playoff, which went three legs in a couple cases. Right. And then now you're getting into the single elimination games. I'm telling you right now, the single elimination games are better than those three legged playoffs. And I I don't think you need it. Um, And I think they're going to seriously consider going either that or do home and home. And I'm not necessarily saying home and home is the best way. I like home and home. I think it's at least equitable in terms of you get a home game and you get a home game and you each get to play in front of your fans. But let's face it that sometimes the soccer isn't the best in home and home. That that last game can be, certainly. Um, so just keep that in mind as we're looking at these. These single elimination games were all interesting. All I, I think the majority of them suffered from just absolute debacles in, in refereeing. Um, there was the sporting Kansas city handball that didn't get called a handball. And not only is it a handball, it could possibly be a red card because it's denial of a goal score. It's not dog. So it is intentionally handling the ball and keeping it from going in direct red card, um, would also be a penalty kick. There is double jeopardy in that one as well. So sporting Kansas city. And then if you had to, uh, uh, if you went and you sort of went and, and you were like, okay, uh, I'm going to watch the next game as well. You got to see Seattle and LAFC and certainly two very big clubs in terms of what they were trying to do and what they're trying to, to do, uh, what they're trying to accomplish, right? I will say I thought Seattle played a really interesting game. I don't think they had the finishing that they would have liked, and I think that sort of plagued them throughout the year. Uh, I think the only person on LAFC who played well is probably uh, Maxime Crepeau, uh, who stood on his head multiple times to keep Seattle from scoring. 
Uh, expected goals, I think, were around 1.6, 1.7 for Seattle, and they ended up with zero. Uh, and LAFC really got one big chance, and Buanga finished it, which he should. But you can't say he had a good game because he's MIA for most of that game. Should have had a yellow card early. The problem I had, and certainly with the refereeing, was uh, that our favorite Ted Uncle was Ted Uncling again. Um, and just the lack of pressure that he put on LAFC with yellow cards and the amount of pressure he put on Seattle with yellow cards. Um, you know, you're going to look at that and say, oh, look, you know, I think they're almost even whenever you look at it, I think it was three and three. But Seattle played with those yellow cards for most of the game and they had plenty of chances for LAFC to pick up yellow cards. You had the Chiellini foul um, on Alex Rodan, I think, at the near the end that was outside the box. It was just. It was an interesting game. I, I did find it like fascinating to sort of see that, you know, there were a lot of Seattle fans who were like, hey, we probably didn't deserve to win that game because we couldn't put it put it in the back of the net. But I thought we played well and, you know, we had the most possession and really things. And and I was talking with the friends group. I was talking with Hammer, actually, in, in, in one of our friends groups that we have. Um, and I was like, OK, uh, let's sort of see. Let's sort of see how this, you know, plays out the whole deal. I go the Galaxy many times had gone up to Seattle and sort of played that. Uh, park the bus game. Um, and I was I was like, okay, if you're going to play that, you have to survive. And and they didn't. I think Crapo played excellent. Um, that was that was the man of the match. And it wasn't even close. Right. It was it was one of those things. Um, and maybe that's how you have to win in Seattle. It's not supposed to be pretty. It's not supposed to be, you know, the best soccer because it wasn't. Uh, there was a, a lot of lack of control sort of, I think, for for uh, LAFC in that game. Um, but I do think that there were a lot of questions. It, it wasn't it wasn't the amount of fouls or anything. It was the expectation of fouls. And Uncle fails that a lot, especially whenever he does the LA Galaxy as well. The um, the lack of of predictability in the fouls that are called, and that's sort of his biggest problem, and always has been. Um, is the lack of predictability in those things. So uh, I thought that was interesting. There were just some massively missed calls in that game. There were massively missed calls uh, against Sporting Kansas City, who had a handball. Um, as it all comes down, and as we look at everything now where we're at, uh, LAFC will host Houston. Um, that'll be a really fun game. Houston is, is I, I think people are sleeping on them. They are just flying right now. Uh, watching them play Sporting Kansas City and everything is just... It was uh, it was a fun game to watch if you got to watch any of that. Um, so it's three versus four in the Western Conference. It's three. It's one versus three um, in the Eastern Conference. Right. It's going to be a, a super interesting. I, I think Cincinnati, that all Ohio, you know, Eastern Conference final is just such a huge game being played in Cincinnati and former L.A. Galaxy Uh Coach Pat Noonan and and a lot of the LA Galaxy crew um, that is that on that coaching staff just doing a great job with Cincinnati. So much fun to watch, and um, you know I, I think that if you watch them play against Philadelphia, it was one where you thought Philadelphia would try to get into that game, and the fact that FC Cincinnati was able to keep them out of the game was really interesting to me. Uh, Columbus over Orlando, that one went into extra time, and then Columbus scored two goals. It was zero zero, then two goals. Uh, tough break for Orlando. Oscar Pereja is going to be like forever so close. Uh, and I think that's a knock on him. But at the same time, he's one of my absolute top favorite coaches in Major League Soccer with what he's able to do. Um, and so if I'm Orlando, you're like, I, we were we should have been there. We could have been there. Uh, the fact we weren't is 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 disappointing. But I don't think you do. People always they get sick of Oscar and they're like, oh, well, we're not going to have Oscar. Pereira. No, 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 don't 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 just keep him. There's trust me. You think there's better out there. 
And Perea, a lot of times, is is the best option uh, for that. So I'm still a fan of Oscar Perea and everything that's going on there. Um, but yeah, 4-3 now in the Western Conference LAFC hosting. Don't sleep on Houston. They are absolutely, absolutely one of the best, better teams in the Western Conference. Funny, because they just trashed the LA Galaxy this year. Um, just just absolutely thrashed them. I mean, that, those were games where we were always like, man, that didn't seem close. Uh, in those Houston games, right? And you're like, oh, okay. And and now it's sort of proving fruitful through the rest of the season. It's almost like they didn't quite get it together against some of the other teams, and now now they have. Um, so you get Houston in there, and and do not sleep on them. Super interesting. I think uh, I think when it all comes down to it, I think it's Cincy and LAFC in that final on Saturday, December 9th. So if you're looking at uh, the schedule coming up for the playoffs, Cincinnati uh, and Columbus, both games on Saturday. So Cincinnati hosting Columbus at T- TQL Stadium um, on Apple TV and MLS Season Pass, of course. That one is at 3 p.m. on the West Coast. 6.30 p.m. is LAFC hosting the Houston Dynamo uh, a little bit later in that. So Saturday will be your playoff games. We'll know who's going to be playing off in a final, and uh, and then away we'll go. So one week from Saturday, we will have an MLS Cup final. Um, and with defending champs, LAFC in there against, uh, against possibly Cincinnati and the supporter shield winners. I, it, that's the dream matchup for me. Uh, if you're asking, you know, put the best teams sort of in the places they're supposed to be, but Houston, I wouldn't be surprised if Houston is in that final either. I absolutely would not be surprised if Houston is in that final. So, uh, yeah, it was, I, I mean, you know, interesting, fun games to watch as a neutral, uh, if you're not a neutral you can watch those games and and say you know that there were some very questionable calls. Even the the goal that was scored in the Cincinnati game is is one that could have been offside. In fact, they did the measurements on it. Uh, you know, soccer photogrammetry looked at it and said about three inches offside. Is three inches enough to be clear and obvious from the angle? It's tough to say that three inches is 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 enough to call them offside, and the call on the field was onside. If it's offside, if the re- if the referee raises their flag and says, "You know what? That's offside," that never gets questioned either. It's like, yeah, he was offside um, because it's on and it was really close. You, you you're left with that. Uh, but yeah, um, I thought that was that that part was interesting. Let's get to some LA Galaxy talk now because this is what everybody sort of wanted to uh, talk about. Let's go over some events coming up. Uh, the LA Galaxy and Dignity Health Sports Park are doing an open house. Um, this is on all of the Galaxy Park stuff and everything that's going on out in front. Uh, this is on December 1st and December 2nd, December 1st, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Free event, uh, pickleball, soccer, all sorts of fun stuff being played there. Um, so you can head on over and uh, and hang out at the open house uh, that's going on. That's December 1st. I believe there's equipment sales on both days, um, but... Uh, the LA Galaxy fan. Okay, so equipment sale is on uh, on the second. Um, so December second on Saturday, nine a.m. to three p.m. The LA Galaxy Foundation is hosting an equipment sale from nine a.m. to three p.m. I'm heard that there is a fast pass lane for season ticket members. So if you're a season ticket member, you can bypass that, which means you can get in first uh, and you can grab all the good stuff, right? Uh, that's what it is. But yeah, pickleball, soccer, bounce house, all that sort of stuff. It's Friday and Saturday. Again, check out all the things that are sort of going on there. The other awesome announcement that was made by the LA Galaxy is you can get Cosmo and you can book a holiday card photo session with Cosmo at Dignity Health Sports Park in their photos in their photo season or in their uh, photo 
uh, studio. It's probably the TV studio, I'm guessing, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Robert Moore is in there taking all these pictures or uh, certainly some of the photo, fo- the photography team for the LA Galaxy. Uh, there are some restrictions in there. About $150 is what it's going to cost you. All right. Um, they're doing them on Saturday, December 9th and Sunday, December 10th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can take your holiday photo with Cosmo. Uh, space is limited. Fans are invited to purchase a photo session. Again, $150 per session. Uh, and exact timing will be on a first-come, first-serve basis within each 30-minute block on the day of the photo. So you're getting 30 minutes. Take pictures. You can have up to eight people in your group. Uh, no pets. Uh, if you're later missed the photo slot, you're gone. Uh, there's nothing there. You can't... No loot or appropriate photos be taken. Signs or displaying of political messages will not be permitted. But what a way to get Cosmo in your photo sessions. I'm telling you right now, if I was not busy on this day already... I might be booking. I might be I might be grabbing my wife, grabbing the kid and being like, we're going to take photos with Cosmo. Um, yeah, Cosmo. Yeah. Hey, listen, 100. I, I know there's some people who are like, I can't believe it's one hundred fifty dollars. You aren't taking the pictures. You aren't taking pictures with your cell phone on this. You're getting a professional photographer. If you're saying that one hundred fifty dollars is not enough for 30 minutes with a professional photographer, you're out of your mind. All right. You're out of your mind. OK, um, it is a perfectly acceptable price in my mind. If I'm, I've paid, have you done a photo session recently? Have you did? Have you even come close? If you ain't got $500 in your pocket, you ain't getting photos. I don't know what to tell you. So I have no problems with that. I think it's a really cool idea. And Cosmo, geez, putting in all the work. All right. Uh, those are long days. Having, having done volunteer work and stuff like that for, for an interaction with public the whole day, the whole time. So Cosmo's the man. So I, I'm really excited about that. I can't wait to see some of your photos. I know some of you are like, I'm booking, I'm in. Um, and I can't wait to see your photos. Send them to me. All right. Yes, I argue with myself. This is how it works whenever there's just a single person on here. Yeah. Yeah. I, by, by the way, I, I have paid for a lot of photos. It is It is not good. All right. It is. It is. Listen, I, I, I have very talented people. I like paying for the talent and the artistic, but it, it hurts the bank account. All right. Like many things in today's society, it hurts the bank. It hurts the bank account. Went out to sushi, by the way, um, uh, and had uh, had my four year old and my 12 year old basically eat a whole like salmon, a whole fish, a whole salmon fish. They basically had the whole thing. Um, and that wasn't kind on the wallet either, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and yes, you and Aaron is correct. Isn't it a donation anyway? I believe it's being put on by the LA Galaxy Foundation. Aaron, thank you for the, some perspective. All right. No, Gary, you can't take your guinea pig, although that's a great idea. Can I tell you, we were I was we were out and about at the Irvine Park Railroad going to visit Santa Claus, as we do. Uh, and there was a guy who came running through the park and he had a parrot on his shoulder, like a real live bird. And he was running through the park with a parrot. And my brother-in-law goes, that's weird that he's running with a parrot. And I'm like, you know, on the train days when we have people come over, do you know how many people ride with parrots on their shoulder? I go, the answer's not zero, as you would expect it. It's definitely higher than zero. Um, so I, there's just some people who love their birds, I guess. Uh, you guys want to talk rumors? I'm, I'm pausing for dramatic effect and and the the hydration from the water. Let's talk some rumors. Now, some of these happen like sort of before Thanksgiving. I want to go over them so that we can talk about everything. Uh, Fabrizio Romano uh, basically says he has an exclusive. LA Galaxy are still keen on signing Irving Lozano as part of their plans for 2024. Lozano was already in talks with LA Galaxy last summer, but he decided to return to PSV. Uh, But LMLS option remains open to his future. Uh, Certainly, the linking of LA Galaxy players to high-profile Mexican players is nothing new. 
Uh, Lozano is an extremely talented individual who just went to PSV. Uh, so I doubt that they would want to rent him for six months, but maybe they do. Let's let's play benefit of the doubt just for a second. Uh, he, he's a talented player. I don't think there would be... I know there would be a lot of people who are saying, here we go again. I actually like uh, Chucky Lozano. I think that he could provide a lot to the LA Galaxy. And let's be very, very clear the LA Galaxy are in need of multiple designated players, so you're not asking one player to do everything, right? So keep that in mind when you're taking a look at these photos. This is not about saving the club. This is about a piece to the puzzle, a very important piece of the puzzle. Um, we'll talk about sort of how designated players fit in pieces to puzzles here in a second, but a very important piece to the puzzle. Here's the deal. Sources that I have talked to, indicate that this is one of those older rumors, right? So um, I'm going to talk to you about the Lacazette rumor as well, or the Alvaro, uh, Alvaro Morata uh, rumors as well. These are rumors that the LA Galaxy had contact with these players. We are living in a, in a rumor cycle right now that is that is three months behind. We're 90 days behind in the rumor cycle. We have not caught up yet. We have not got to current rumors. All right. I've been talking to a lot of people. I like to put feelers out. Whenever I see stuff like this, I have the ability to screenshot and send to people and be like, hey, so what, what is going on here? We can look at, uh, you know, and by the way, Fabrizio doesn't miss. So uh, I'm certainly of the opinion that while I was told the LA Galaxy are not interested at this time, don't have any interest at this time, and that means for 2024, at least at the beginning of 2024, that he's not in their plans. I am not above the fact that the LA Galaxy didn't go out there and, and kick the bucket a little bit and, you know, rattle the fence, be like, hey, Chucky, any chance? Maybe? Is there anything we can do here? How about we say hi again? And maybe we say, we'll see you down the road a little bit. Right. I mean, the same thing whenever it comes to Lacazette. Right. This is a, an interesting rumor. Uh, certainly. Uh, and by the way, Sophie uh, texted in to say what, you know, our former Arsenal player uh, with Lacazette. And so she was like, what's this? I hear about Lacazette coming to the LA Galaxy. And I'm like, eh, I go, it doesn't seem like it's happening. Um, seems like it's old. Again, we are living in a 90 day sort of behind we're, we're back to the future we're marty mcfly we hit 88 miles per hour we have gone back in the past uh if you haven't seen john mulaney's discussion about the name of back to the future um and the whole movie and how you pitch back to the future as a movie i suggest that you look it up because then back to the past oh so we're going to call it back to the past no we're going to call it back to the future but you went back to the past um this is this is sort of back to the future for the la galaxy going back 90 days understanding what they were doing and looking at 90 days ago, three months ago, four months ago, six months ago in the summer period um, and how that affects the LA galaxy. Now uh, we've told you on this show that the LA galaxy are expected to go after two designated players. They have two designated player spots open with Chicharito leaving with uh, uh, Douglas Costa leaving, right? So two designated player spots. We have talked about the fact that the LA galaxy may need to have a young designated player in there as one of those as current rules stand. We'll talk about that here in a second. We know that there are wingers and there are strikers, and those are probably going to be what you're going to be using one DP on for a striker and one DP on for a winger. So again, Lacazette makes sense. You know, uh, Chucky Lozano makes sense. The problem is that we have yet to get in front of a single one of these rumors. Uh, the, the fun thing about 
trying to figure out rumors and trying to figure out how these work and how players fit in and, and how to break down rumors um, is that you don't get to, you have to have information to go to somebody. You can't you can't just be like, so who are you guys signing? Like, I don't I don't know anything. So just tell me who you're signing. It would be a wonderful world. Wouldn't that be fun as a reporter if they just called you up and sometimes listen. If that ever happens, it's usually because it's being announced the next day. It's not like you get a super heads up on anything, right? Um, but whenever talks are sort of in place, you usually, they don't call you up and say, hey, you know, we're talking to uh, Zava, you know, heard he was great with Richmond and uh, we're going to bring him back, right? So um, he was in retirement. Now he's coming back. But, you know, the whole Z- the the whole thing, they, they very rarely, you very rarely hear about that at the beginning. I know the LA Galaxy have already reached out and talked to people of rumors right now. What those names are, though, you don't know, and you're not going to know for a little bit. Things have to advance. Things have to fall through. People like to be quiet. There's a tight group of people in this LA Galaxy front office now. That's In many ways, that's good, right? Because I'll tell you, in 2017, when the team was absolutely crumbling and the seams in a whole bunch of different areas, people couldn't wait to talk. I was getting unsolicited text messages from a whole bunches of people, right? Um I, 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 I was told this happened. I have no confirmation is true. But at one point, the LA Galaxy uh, did have a meeting and sort of talked about how they shouldn't talk to Kevin and I, um, you know, an all staff type of meeting. So those the, like that's how bad it can be. And so I think that what you're seeing is and certainly you have to this is this is a little like Indiana Jones where you have to take that leap of faith. Right. Indiana Jones, the last crusade, really the best movie in that whole uh, I would say trilogy, but you know, they're adding more onto it. Not, has anybody seen the most recent one, by the way? I don't know. Um, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so you go through this whole thing and, uh, and so you have to take a leap of faith here and trust that the LA galaxy are behaving like grown adults and have grown up in this league now where they are once again, professionals working at a professional level. Because I don't think that was the case all the time, right? We've talked about that many times. So we're now taking the leap of faith that this tight-knit group now that's going in there, Greg Vanny, uh, Jovan Karofsky, Will Koontz, Michael Stevens, right? And all the guys that they're sort of putting around, that they've gone with the assistant coaches, all this stuff, that they are now understanding how to evaluate talent, who they're looking for, and they have priorities on all this stuff, and they're going out and working their plan. You plan your work, and you work your plan. Um, so that's where we have to put that faith in them right now because there's not a lot of leaks coming out and I think that's good. Uh, but that also means that for people who are actually looking at, at what is going on, um, you know, with the club and where the rumors are that you're expecting rumors and action and stuff like that. We're not there yet. Um, we're not there yet. Uh, so understand sort of where that is. And by the way, the reactions that, that this fan base puts out when any name is mentioned is embarrassing 95% of the time. All right. It, it's, it really is. Oh, we get it. Greg Vandy, you went to France. Lacazette is a wonderful, could be a wonderful addition to the LA galaxy at 32. Certainly you're not going to have more than two or three years out of him. The galaxy quite honestly need to win now. Right. And, 
that's also a misnomer. People think you're always like building for something in Major League Soccer, which Major League Soccer makes it extremely difficult to build out rosters and continue and have legacies over more than, you know, a couple years. Seattle reloads all the time. They've just been really good at it. Right. And they're in a turmoil, high profile sort of transfer window uh, issue right now as well, because they no longer have Garth Lagerway. And so you're putting somebody else in there. And they have to figure that stuff out now. And so the Galaxy sort of have that stuff figured out. And if you're putting your trust in Greg Vandy to go forward, they're in a win now situation because they have sort of developed that core. Now, that core can't get injured like it did this year. But if that core is there, the Galaxy do have a team they can play and they're capable of adding two very big players. Right. So this is this is what we expect to happen. This is how we expect things to go. In order for that to happen, you are going to see you're not going to get, I'm guessing you're not going to get a real rumor until after MLS cup is over. Um, so chill, relax, deep breaths, right? I'll do my best to put out the flyers. I don't, my goal in killing rumors isn't to kill rumors because it's fun. My goal in killing rumors is I don't want you to get worked up about stuff that is not happening. All right. And, and as of right now, um, on both of the Lacazette on the Murata, um, on, on Chucky Lozano on all those, right? It's a no, but the reactions that we get from the fan base is, is this is, these guys are just so stupid. They just keep doing the same thing over again. They're going, <laughs> do not pigeonhole Will Koontz. Do not pigeonhole the LA galaxy. Yes. They want to get younger. That does not mean they couldn't sign a 32 year old designated player. If they thought that he was the right fit for what they were trying to do. All right. So that I want to make very clear. Let this, this team breathe a little bit. Right. Don't put your expectations on what you think, who you think, when you think. Because if they actually do go younger and if they actually do go for, you know, like a younger South American or a younger Central American, right? Maybe somebody off the beaten path in Europe, right? And they're going to make them a designated player. Y'all are going to freak out. I'm telling you right now. Who is that? I've never even heard of them, right? So it's a little bit of there's zero they can do to make everybody happy. But the bottom line is that it'll end up in the result. Right. And there's lots of people who are negative merchants out here. Right. They just trade on the negative, 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 negative. The louder they scream, the negatives, the more. And by the way, if you do that and you've been following the L.A. Galaxy since 2017, you're right most of the time, because if you want to be negative, they haven't done crap. Right. Easy to pedal the negative. Have a little bit of positivity and your life will be a little bit better here with the L.A. Galaxy as these rumors come through. All right. Uh, big shout out to executive producer Herb. Herb, it's wonderful to see you. Um, I at least see you in text form over here. I hope I get to see you soon. Uh, he says, hey, Josh, getting ready for the holidays. I am decorating. I already got the lights up. Uh, shout out to Mike Gray and happy birthday to Alex Ruiz. I was going to that was one of my things, Herb. I was going to wish Alex a very happy birthday. No longer a teenager. Alex, you've grown up so much in just a year. We're glad to see you. I, it, there is no truth to the rumor that Alex is my son, um, but I will gladly adopt him. So uh, Herb says, uh, glad you don't have to share the super chat with a co-host. And, yeah, I don't share him anyway. Herb. I'll just I'll just keep you keep you updated on that. Right. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at. Uh, Philip gave us a two dollar super chat. And said, I thought we were done with Frenchies with the big wilds. I, this is again. It's like, oh, so the entire country of France is out because Kevin Cabral was a bust in Major League Soccer. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Um, yeah, so that's, that's where we're at with rumors. No, none of these are true. As far as I can tell. Um, I, again, I want to say one thing. I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't, how do I say this? I want to be delicate about it because I don't want it to come off negatively, 
But I wouldn't be surprised if there was enough leeway within the organization the LA Galaxy has set up that somebody couldn't go outside of like the circle and sort of kick the tires on something without like being fully transparent with somebody else. So does it mean nobody ta- contacted Chucky Lozano? It, it's really hard to go against Fabricio, right? That's sort of the thing. I, I'm fairly confident that in the end that Lozano, you know, is not going to end up here in LA, certainly with the conversation I had, but it doesn't mean somebody doesn't overrule somebody or that type of thing. And then all of a sudden the next thing you know, Lozano's here, right? I'm just saying that that's that's where that's just keep an eye. I'm giving you the best information I have right now, which is that none of those rumors that you're seeing are true and that they're all old rumors. They're being recycled or they're just seeing the light of day right now. Right. Because it's like, oh, it's quiet time. You know, international breaks. What else do we have to do? Um, so those are those things. Now, there's another really interesting rumor that's out there. Um, and I know a lot of you are really excited about it. And I am about to tell you why it's highly unlikely. And I don't feel good about that, but the economics of it, I think you deserve to understand. Everybody's going to tell you that they they want a fourth designated player. I, I will tell you that I would love the ability to see a fourth designated player. MLS will have to change something if they want a fourth designated player. And it's not just like, oh, you can have a fourth DP. Because right now, designated players cost X number against the cap, right? We all know this. In fact, it's the max budget charge against the cap. Uh, if you do that number now, right now, let's do 2023 numbers. The mat, the, the salary cap in 2023 was $5.210 million. So $5,210,000. That was your, your budget. They call it the budget, the salary budget, but it's a salary cap, right? Anything above that, um, you can't spend except you have TAM, which you can spend, which, you know, there's all these exceptions to, oh, you can't do it. Um, but you can, you can spend more money, but there are salary budget charges that still have to hit. If you have a designated player and that is a senior designated player, then that senior designated player costs $651,250 against the cap. Let's do percentages for a second. All right. So if you have a designated player, his hit against your budget, your salary budget, your salary cap is 12.5% of that cap. One player on a 20 man roster. Remember 20 is senior roster, right? One man on a 20 man roster. All right. Accounts for 12.5% of the salary cap budget. Okay. Most of you were like, that's fine. Okay. What happens whenever you have three senior designated players? Well, then three players out of your 20 players that you have on there account for 37.5% of the total salary budget. So they have a cap hit that takes up almost 40% of the cap whenever you have three designated players and they're three senior designated players. Okay. So now let's play a game where we have a fourth DP. Again, we're all just, we're just adding by 12.5% or we're multiplying by 12.5% for each of these because that's what it ends up being. If you went to a fourth, so three designated players, your cap hit is 1.953, so almost $2 million and it's almost 40%. It's 37.5% of the salary cap. Go to your fourth. Now your total outlay or your total budget cap hit out of your $5.2 million that you're able to spend on salary cap, and this will change a little in 2024 because that steps up every year, but let's use 2023 numbers. So if you have four, four players, all senior designated players, $651,250, 12.5 times four is, you guessed it, 50%. Four players are 50% of your salary budget. You would have to increase the salary cap by a significant amount 
in order to put that fourth designated player's situation in here. All right. And the, the wiser thing to do is to take the cap hit. Right. And by the way, why can't it be? Why can't the cap hit be the percentage of, you know, one out of 20? Right. So what is it? Five percent. Why can't your cap hit be five percent for every designated player? Why is it 12.5 percent? The answer is because MLS says so. It has no bearing on anything else. It's 12.5 percent. All right. So when you're going into four DPs without a significant increase in the salary cap, which I know everybody's like, well, just increase the salary cap. MLS is not doing that and hasn't done that. And they have steps to it in the collective bargaining agreement. They also on the CBA would have to get the fourth designated player thing passed through the CBA. If you're taking and doing maximum cap hits, that means there's less money in the cap underneath that cap hit for the rank and file players, which means that the union might be inclined to be like, we're not going to do that unless you have a significant bump in salary cap. It is not a simple mechanism. And the rumor was that there's going to be a fourth DP from everything I've seen it. The owners still have to meet in December and they'll meet after MLS cup. And then they'll sort of decide when that happens. Okay. I think it's unlikely that you're going to see four designated players because of this reason. Now, could they change the rules? So that way it is actually more equitable. This is a stupid rule, by the way, this is an MLS stupid rule. All right. So four designated players. Listen, the majority of teams, if you gave them a chance to go for four designated players, would go out and get four designated players. I think the majority. Remember, there's a lot of teams. That means, you know, 50% of the teams, 29 teams, right? 50% of the teams would would be there. 15 teams would probably have four designated players. But it hurts you salary cap wise. 50% of your salary cap is tied up in four players. How does that work? That doesn't make any sense. MLS has to redefine how, what a budget charge. And yes, you can have for young designated players. It's less, which is why a lot of people have young designated players. The other reason that you had a young designated player is MLS made a rule that if you wanted three U22s, which by the way, the U22 rule is possibly the best rule MLS has put in place in a very long time since probably TAM unlimited acquisition costs and then a, then a ceiling on the on the total budget which i think is 1.6 something right it's a, a million dollars over the uh over the budget charge right it might just be at the budget charge too i have to look it up again i meant to do that beforehand but i was caught, caught up in the math whenever i was doing it um but you, you know uh, but it's a great it's a great rule it's how the galaxy got caligari yovelich um you know at one point uh if ryan alvarez was, was in there but the teams like the three U22s. I do think, and I think there's momentum behind this. I think the most likely scenario right now is that they uncouple the designated players in the U22s. Remember we talked, if you have three senior designated players, then you're only allowed one U22, right? You could have two designated players and one, either one DP or like a limited TAM, sort of what Ricky was doing this year, but he won't be able to do it next year because he's his uh, performance metrics are going to kick him into a full designated player. So it's likely the Galaxy, if the rules don't change, would need one designated, one young designated player and one senior designated player to fill their two DP spots that way they could keep three U22s. I think, and certainly there's been some rumblings of this with people I have talked to, that the, the uncoupling the U22s from the designated player situation is going to be the thing that happens, right? So it won't matter what DPs you have. It won't matter what their situation is. You'll be able to get three U22s if you want to spend money on three U22s. I think you've seen a lot of it. We look at even Miami and we've talked a lot about it. Yes, Messi's there. Yes, all, all the players from Barcelona who have ever played for Barcelona are there. But they went out and got three U22 players um, that were big signings as well. And those will pay off for them, hopefully, in the future whenever Messi's gone, right? Um, 
So that's what I see. I think the U22 rule is going to change. I, you know, I don't have a good feel on this designated player thing, except that I don't know that the Galaxy get a fourth designated player. I don't know that teams will go out and get a fourth designated player if you realize that you're going to have 50% of your salary cap tied up in four players. That's a ridiculous number. All right. Listen, there's going to be lots of podcasts who tell you fourth designated players. Awesome. It is if you can do it smartly. And MLS, for so far, big surprise, has their head stuck right up their bum. All right. This needs to change. This uh, this this accounting mechanism. And listen, this is, has real effects on how you build a roster. OK, real effects on how you build a roster. We can talk about a fourth designated player being awesome, but you're taking away the center and the core and the middle. It's like um, it's like a bread bowl at Disneyland, right? You go, they go in and they cut the top of the bread bowl and then they go and they scoop the bread out. That's what you're doing with a fourth designated player. Congrats, you got this awesome bread bowl, um, but you don't get to eat all that awesome bread that's in there because it's been cut out and thrown away. All right. Was that, was that even make sense? I don't know. You know, I took a week off and things feel weird again. It's just, it's just, you know, it's like, it's like a, it's like a new pair of underwear restrictive at first. What was that? That's Wayne's world. There's some people who've never seen Wayne's world and I don't, I don't trust people who don't haven't seen Wayne's world. I'm just saying. And Alex Ruiz seems like a kid who hasn't seen Wayne's world. So Alex, even though it's your birthday, I think you should watch Wayne's world a little bit, quite honestly. So that's my take on designated players. I think you need to be very careful whenever you say add a fourth designated player. You need to do it correctly. Um, and and if you don't do it correctly, then you're you're hamstringing yourself more than you're helping yourself. Yes, you can have four world class designated players, and yes, you know four out of your eleven. But we talk about what happens if somebody gets injured. Where's the depth? The depth gets hurt because you don't have the salary cap to go out there and provide good mid level talent. And that's one of the things that MLS and certainly the players union has been just has been laser focused on is expanding that middle. Right? That's Tam. Tam came in and expanded the middle. Um, Tam doesn't go far enough. An increase in salary cap I'd like to see. Uncoupling the U22, certainly fix the designated player allocation of 12.5%. Fix it. Maybe it's graduated. Maybe the first player is 5%. Maybe the second player is 8%. Maybe, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I've had conversations about this. This is not something that is not being talked about in front offices throughout the league. Um. So... So, so, you know, I key you in on things I think I can help you with, which is the U22 rule and the uncoupling seems like something to happen. Could the MLS owners say the fourth designated player? They absolutely could. If they don't change the 12.5% and the, of the budget, then I don't know that it does what they want it to do. Uh, and that means you need to have smart people in the room to talk to people whenever it comes to owners and everything else, right? You need smart people in the room. And sometimes the owners aren't the smartest people. It's a lot of times it's the soccer operations guys, right? Where it, where are the problems? Where are the problems? Where are the, um, you know, the blockades and and getting movement in these things? I think a fourth designated player would be awesome as long as you make sure that you know with four designated players, maybe they have a maximum of twenty percent of the total budget. Make it fair and equitable to also still be able to do things. You want to compete with Mexico? You want to compete with uh, Liga MX? If you want to do that, then you have to go in there and provide a a thicker middle right like me uh i'm skinny up top uh and then you know thick around the waist right it's like you need a thicker middle in order to be able to go through and should there be a nuclear winter i will survive off these off my fat middle for a little while all right all right that's 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 where we're at 
Okay, we're, we're, we're getting there. Um, I don't think there's anything major that's going to come about. Uh, I say for the rest of this week, enjoy yourself. I think there's going to be more crap rumors. I will do my best to, to you know, step on the flaming bag of crap rumors, and uh, I'll clean off my shoes later so that way you don't get your shoes dirty. Uh, we'll do our best to sort of put those fires out as they come, uh, and, and we can sort of help focus in on the ones that are real. And those are coming. All right, they're coming. I know they're being worked on. I know conversations are being had, plans are being made. Things will happen rapidly as we approach Christmas and everything else. All right, so for right now, enjoy your playoff games on Saturday and then a week from Saturday's MLS Cup so you get to watch those things and hopefully you'll uh, you'll be doing. Uh, and yeah, fitting on top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Pottermus says, Josh, do you have any confidence in the front office now? Yes, absolutely. I have for a while. I have for a while. I really like Greg Vanny. I know people don't. I, and this isn't like, oh, I like him. He's a great guy. Like, as I had to say so many times about Chris Klein, which is he shouldn't be here anymore. I, he's a really nice guy, though. That's not Greg Vanny. Although I do think he's a very nice gentleman. Whenever I've had the chance to talk to him, he's been on this podcast. He explains things to me in a way that I understand, which I appreciate that. I'm sure he could throw all sorts of technicalities and bury me and all sorts of stuff. He's an extremely smart coach. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, one of the smartest coaches I've ever been around. Um, and I know that's a, that's an unpopular opinion. Nobody's paying me to say this. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's what it is. I, I, I like Greg Vanny. I like Will Koontz. Um, I like Michael Stevens. Uh, you know, I think Jovan Karofsky is in a situation where now he can thrive. Uh, quite honestly, he gets to go out and do the things that he's best at, which is the connections and stuff. You're not asking him to, to be everything all the time. Um, it's Chris gave us $5 super chat says a question for chat and Josh GA versus VIP for Golchella, which to get, listen, maybe unpopular opinion. Listen, you're going to be fine in GA. You're going to have a lot of opportunities. There's not that many people. Maybe it'll be busier this year. There's not that many people there that you're not going to have the ability to have some interactions with some players. That being said, VIP all the way. If you could do it, all right, you'll get more of that with less people around. I get to go on the VIP side uh, as a member of the press, uh, which is which is nice. I like being sort of in there. But yeah, VIP, if you can afford it, is I, it's, it's one of those. It's like you're not going to be disappointed, I think, in in the access. It's such a cool <sighs> going to uh, Coachella and being there on those fields and being there for preseason and the minor league of it. It's kind of, it reminds me of whenever I first started going and watching like MLS and stuff where it was very like sort of small town, right? Like, Oh, you knew everybody, uh, you knew your ticket rep, you knew the players, the whole deal. That's the sort of thing you get at, at Coachella. Um, and, and going there and, and doing that tournament and the whole deal is it's very intimate. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's less pressure. You're watching preseason. It's fun to see you're close. Um, but yeah, you, you listen, you're not going to be bad. VIP is, is, is not uh, VIP is great. It's fun that the grandstands I've sat over there for a while and said hi to people. That's fine too. It's great. I mean, you're out, it's gorgeous. You're in Palm Springs, Palm desert. Um, it's a great experience. So, so absolutely do it. Um, Gary, uh, $10 super chat. Uh, thank you yet again for another show. Uh, great show. Glad to have you back, Josh. It's glad to be back and listen, probably still no show on Thursday. Um, just because I don't expect a lot to happen. And so back again on Monday, Monday, uh, possibly special guests lined up. It'll be a good one if, if it all comes through. Um, I'll let you know as we get a little bit closer. So um, we'll do that. But yeah, I mean, you know, stretching the legs a little bit, trying to trying to get back into things. So we're uh, we're happy. Uh, we're happy to be back. I, I, I love talking to me. I like Galaxy. I'm excited for this season. I think this season is going to be a lot of fun. Um, uh, 
you know, I'm really excited to see sort of what happens with the rosters and all those rules. So we'll talk about them. We'll let you know whenever we have inside information. We'll let you know. I, I don't expect that we'll get a real big heads up on any roster changes. I think we're going to hear it with everybody else. Um, but yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So, all right. Uh, anything else from anybody that has anything? I, I again, I super appreciate everybody stopping by, and I thank you for uh, for letting it. Debbie, uh, Debbie has a great question. Any news on Tyler Boyd? I know he's on vacation. He's chilling. Um, I don't think that um, that that has. I don't think that's been decided. I'm sure everybody's sort of taking a breath. They made him an offer. He's not a free agent in Major League Soccer. He now gets to decide if he's going to take that offer or if he's going to figure out with another team that then would have to trade with the LA Galaxy for his rights. Um, so I don't think it's going to be a f- super fast process, but I do think it'll be wrapped up here, you know, around the first of the year. Um, so if you're looking on a timeline, that's what I think. That being said, if we find out something, I'll certainly let you know. Um, it's always nice to ask the question and sort of say, hey, is anything going on with that? And I think, Debbie, your your question certainly has reminded me that I should probably text somebody. You know what? Let's do that. Well, you want to have good podcasting right now? Let's have good podcasting. Let's text somebody. Um, let's see. We'll say any news update on Tyler Boyd. I uh, think he's coming back. So, you know, there you go. Now you know how to be a reporter. You just need to you just need to know. Debbie, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, and in under my 9 p.m. deadline of texting people, you know, I always like to do that. Um, so, so glad that uh, we could do it. Now, uh, will we get an answer back right away? Almost certainly not. Uh, people know that I'm on this show right now. They, they are very well aware that I do a show at 8 p.m. on Mondays. Uh, and so people do, do not text back during the show. They're not... They, if you were in that position, would you text me back right away? Um, that's the whole thing, right? It's like, it's like, no, they know, they know what's going on. They, uh, this is, you know, I'm 42 years old. They, they know I'm not an idiot. Then I know they're not idiots. So it's all good. Um, so anyway, so yeah, that's, we will, we will text people. We will find out and we will see. Now, a lot of times here behind the scenes, a lot of times what happens is, um, you text and then you get in a conversation and that conversation could lead anywhere. God only knows. Um, maybe, maybe you'll talk about kids. Maybe you'll talk about, uh, you know, soccer is somewhere else in the world. Maybe you'll talk. It's just, it's fun. That's why, that's why you like to do it. So, um, there's nothing, there's nothing in that, uh, that, uh, that isn't, uh, that isn't like weird or stuff like that. These are conversations. Some people thrive. And if you remember Dennis Tecosa, Dennis thrived off of making sure that, that people had the correct information because he, he didn't like the bad information being around. Right. So Dennis thrived on that. So you could always have a good conversation with Dennis. So, um, so yeah, that's where it is. Listen, it's, it's, (laughs) do you want to know like some of the responses I get whenever they can't say anything? Uh, it would be something like, I would know absolutely nothing about that. Where do you think I work? The LA galaxy? Um, you know, like that type of thing. Right. Uh, (laughs) so, or, or I would have absolutely no no official comment on that whatsoever. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, then there's something there, right? It's again, you can always sort of you have to read between the lines a lot. So um, yeah, that's where that's where we're going. All right, one last sip of water to sort of close this out. Listen, see, I'm glad we hang around hung around for a little bit. I'm glad we could answer some questions. I would love I'm still trying to figure out sort of when to do a live show. My life is just very busy right now, and I apologize. I have 
Uh, I have children. Uh, I have a hobby uh, in the train club that is ridiculously time consuming. Um, and as a matter of fact, uh, December 16th and 17th, Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus will be at the railroad. Uh, free pictures with Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. We actually take you from the train station. We transport you to the North Pole where you can get off the train at the North Pole. You take pictures with Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus, all free. Just take them with your own photo. The whole thing, donations are accepted as always. In fact, we need the donations in order to keep ourselves operating. That's how our operating budget works. Um, but they will be there. And then we take you from the North Pole and bring you back to Costa Mesa. I mean, come on. That's awesome. Uh, any new update on a possible live show? Uh, I, I so want to do something. I'm going to be at the, uh, the coaches convention that's going to be in Anaheim. I don't know what's going to come of that yet. Uh, so that's in January. Um, but I want to do something in, I would love to do something in December. It just seems unlikely with everything that's going on. All right. I, I will figure it out. I want to do something. I like live shows. I like being in front of you guys and I like talking. Again, I would like to do a dinner. I would like to do dinner. We go somewhere. We sit. We eat. We have some drinks and we discuss the LA Galaxy in a way that hopefully only Corner of the Galaxy can do for you. Bring on some special guests. Uh, to keep you entertained in that as well. Maybe we'll make it. Maybe we'll make it like a donation to the LA Galaxy Foundation. LA Galaxy, are you are you willing to go for that? What if we do a live show, a dinner event? Proceeds go to the LA Galaxy Foundation. Can you guys find out a place for us to go? LA Galaxy Foundation. How do we do this? Let's talk. Have your people call my people, uh, and we'll get it done. All right. I think that's it, everybody. Uh, I'll let you go. Uh, and, uh, we'll get everything, uh, rolling for next week. Again, next Monday, probably next show, unless something dramatic happens. Um, and I don't expect that something dramatic is going to happen. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. But next Monday, Kevin will be back. Uh, I believe he'll be back. Kevin will be back. Uh, and we'll have possibly a good special guest on for you as well. All right. Uh, I think that's it. I really appreciate you guys giving me some time off. Uh, you guys are my boss, so I appreciate the, that little bit of time that uh, that I'm able to get. And hopefully very soon, uh, we can all be back together again talking about the LA Galaxy. Uh, certainly on Monday, we'll do that again. All right. Uh, I certainly appreciate everybody for stopping by. Thank you so much. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving as we move towards the holiday seasons in December. Uh, everybody enjoy yourself, and we will catch you next Monday. Uh, let's see. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at jgesman at Galaxy Podcast, at Galaxy Podcast on threads, at Galaxy Podcast on Instagram, all that fun stuff is right there for you. Cornerofthegalaxy.com still being rebuilt, working on some stuff there. It's just slow. Uh, and we'll get Corner of the Galaxy back up and uh, running there. And then we'll get your rumor tracker and all that fun stuff as well. So a lot of stuff. I appreciate you stopping by, sharing some time with me. Uh, let's see. I think that's about it. If, uh, if you're looking for me, you know where to find me. Uh, for Mr. Kevin Baxter, who's not here tonight, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening. and We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.